Are you tuning into the Upper Room Podcast? What it do? It's your boy Pastor Jay. I got Pastor P with me. And then we got the homie Buzz. You already know it, baby. Glad to be here. Thrilled. Absolutely thrilled. Buzz Lightyear to the rescue. To infinity and beyond. (laughs) (laughs) To infinity and beyond indeed. Yes, sir. How y'all feeling? It feels good to be here, right? Like, it does feel good to be here, actually. I'm not going to stunt, man. I'm starting to get in a little groove with this, man. It's feeling cozy here in the studio, in the lab, finally. Yeah, it, it feels a little cozy. We got our furniture together. We got our furniture moved in. It's looking nice in here right now. It's looking like it's primed up and ready to rock and roll. I think so. Everything's connected properly. <laughs> we don't have a whole bunch of wires. Buzz helped get us together so we ain't got a whole bunch of wires. wires. Oh, yeah. I, I, I had like a little anxiety attack when I came here the first time. All that clutter all over the desk. Man, feels good though to get it all out the way. Exactly. Yeah. It sound like you about to preach, man. I don't know if you was about to set up a preaching. Come on, sometime. this sounded good. <laughs> you know, it sounded good. You, know? you got to clean your cutter to get the right connection right. You understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And sometimes the process of getting where you're going is going to require a little bit of mess, y'all. But yeah. it's always some time. To clean it up, yeah, yes, sir. So, speaking of time to clean some stuff up, what we got to clean up now, man? There's been so much stuff in the media, man. And oh, god, yeah, we need a lot of cleaning. Well, <laughs> we need a lot of cleaning, man. We might just need to throw this mug away and just <laughs> start have over. A spiritual reset, <laughs> yes. <laughs> there was a uh, uh, was it the story in the scripture when uh, like God got so mad at the humans and he was just like, you know what, I'm starting over. Boy, like, yeah, just, Genesis 6. Just, he was like, you know, he looked over the world. That's the word. He saw the condition of man. He was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. It's I'm done. Let's start over. I'm surprised he ain't, he ain't had that thought recently in time. You know what <laughs> I mean? He might be thinking about <laughs> it at this man. point. That's probably where we in right now. Just him deleting people, bro. <laughs> I be thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? Control, alt, delete. Let's just, let's just reset this whole thing. Hey, man. Yeah, I think that might be a sign of the times, man. Cancel culture, and at this point, it just cancel creation, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, um, but speaking of cancel culture, you sent us some interesting stuff earlier today, Pastor Jay. I did. You sent me something, something that that per- caused my ears to perk up a little bit. I think it did. Uh, I ain't gonna call him by name, Charlemagne the False God. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Let me. Let me I repent. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Charlemagne was well. I mean, we can't really get upset with him, but right. I mean, for right. those who um, are trying to figure out what we're talking about, Charlemagne has a podcast called Brilliant Idiots with uh, comedian Andrew Schultz, and they were discussing what took place in uh, Transformation Nation, as they call it, <laughs> the Church of uh, Pastor Mike Todd, and uh, mm. if you haven't heard, like me. Before, well, but now I know. Now you know. <laughs> you gonna learn today. You gonna learn on today. Uh, so Mike Todd, Pastor Mike Todd, had a sermon, which again I'm guilty of not listening to it. I'm probably guilty like everybody else. Just you know, pulled that out of context. <laughs> Fast forward to the to that moment. <laughs> Let me exactly. just get to the moment where he spits on Bro's face. <laughs> let's, let's start there. Let's just start. With, <laughs> let's start with that. Let's just start with that. And I think everybody guilty, like the cancel culture is guilty at times of like pulling stuff out of context. Absolutely. You know, going back and getting tweets from like 30 years ago and like trying to judge people based off a tweet, you know, decades ago. Yeah. But something like this, I think we're fine. Yeah. You think so? Now, I think we're fine as far as pulling it out of context. Okay, yeah, I think we're fine to do that, too. I agree with you. I don't think we need context for that. Like, I don't think we did either. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, what yeah. else do you need to know besides the fact exactly. that somebody got spit on? Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Is that the way viral content works, kind of? 
Is yeah. the point to pull it out of context and make it just so shock factor to where think so. it requires explanation to drive people to the content? It is just this, like is, requires a response of some sort. Wow. And you guys just cracked the code, honestly. I was exactly. Like, I like, yeah. yeah, like clickbait or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kind of kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, especially, I feel like, especially if you're going into it thinking like, oh, I want this to go viral. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's one thing to go into it like you're crafting something in an attempt or your intention is for it to go viral. As opposed of you just being you in the moment and something go viral. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Huge yeah. difference. Yeah. So Huge I think difference. something like that, if you just doing you and it comes in and a 30 second comes out and you viral, then perhaps some context is needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think all of us are smart enough to see something and be like, oh, that was, he probably did it on purpose. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It low key felt like he did that on purpose. And I, we don't, we want to, you know, wishful thinking and <laughs> trying to give a brother the benefit of the doubt. You want to think that he was just got a little carried away with his illustration, yeah. right? And it, it went over in his mind a little bit better than it actually ended up going over in reality, right? Yeah. You want to think that and give him that benefit of the doubt. But it did it caused some questions to come up and got you like, man, hold on, time out, you know, so. Yeah. Um, I mean, because, uh, again, Mike Todd, he's, he's, he's preaching a sermon. He, he literally spits in his hand a few times. My man spit gets two loogies. Yeah, two loogies He's trying to, from his heart of hearts. <laughs> yeah. From his esophagus of his, of his yeah. esophagus. No, he, he, pulled his esophagus. <laughs> he pulled that from his lower bowels. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he dug deep on that one, man. Yeah. He tried to get low on that one. He got all the way low, bro, and, like, prepared it. For mm. minutes. All right, come on. You, you just, oh, sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to tell the Well, basically, oh, yes. he put it in a bro and put it in somebody's face to illustrate, which, again, to me, it didn't need any illustration because you're telling the narrative of scripture where Jesus, and he didn't say that he did a loogie. A, a loogie like, That's what I'm saying. That's a problem. He just took some, you know, saliva. And cross it over the man's eye. I don't think he actually. The scripture says that he put it in the dirt, yeah, and, may, and smeared yeah. it to make mud of it and put it in a blind man's eyes, and then told him to go wash. But I wow. like your point, right? He's like, because Jesus spit in somebody's <laughs> eyes before. I'd be like, wait, time out. That's what your boy say. A uh, uh, text out of context is a pretext yeah. to con people. Yeah. Come on, Doctor Haynes. Yeah, Doctor Haynes, help us, man. So that's yeah, no, that's good. I mean, I mean, because then. He didn't even tell, if you're illustrating that text, you're not even doing it properly. That's what I'm saying. It's a misrepresentation of the text that brings a mischaracterization to Christ. Yeah. And that's a problem. And that's a problem. That's the problem, right? Yeah. That so, is. So, that is so Buzz, problem. for someone who never had never heard of Mike Todd before this moment, what say you about what's going on here? Okay, so when we brought this up last week, you guys told me to look it up on my own, and I did. And I, I was watching it, and it was a short clip, and I had no—it it went south quickly. You know yeah. what I mean? There was—I did not expect. So the first look, you're like, "What? What's he gonna do with it? What's he gonna do with it? <laughs> what's he gonna do?" And then my man comes with the second. He dug even deeper, and I'm just thinking in my hand how gross it is to even just hold your own yeah. loogie in your hands, just yeah. sitting there like a little pool in your palm. You know what I mean? It's like. Ugh. <laughs> And then when he smacked the the worst part of the whole video, worst part of the whole video, after he smeared it in dude's eyes, it got into the man's mouth. He had to pull it out his mouth while he sat there with why did man? Oh he my! Kept, he just God. sat there the entire time. He took it like a G, man. I he, got he, he took it like a G. And now that I know that Jesus did it in the mud and made he made mud out of it, man, you could have done that way better. Exactly. You know what I mean? You could have actually you could have done it the right way. Just go and get some dirt on the stage, man. You know it's free dirt, man. I know. Yeah, he is the one. Text. I mean, if you go back and look at Todd's like sermons, he is the one that you will use props. Like he had a whole boat 
That's on right. The stage, or at yeah. one point, you know he's what gone saying? viral for like, that type of stuff before. Yeah, exactly. he'll use props to tell the story to illustrate the sermon. Oh, okay. So with this one, again, to me, I mean, I'm just a young preacher. I don't, I don't think that would probably illustrate yeah. the text. And again, like what you said, like it wasn't just spit. You know, he took saliva, made dirt, and put it in the man, made the mud, and put it in the man's eyes. And so, for a person who may not be necessarily connected to Christ mm. or connected to the church or, you know, hear sermons like that. Yeah. I don't know. Is that a complete turnoff to one? And mm. then how do you introduce Christ after you get spat on? And say, or reintroduce. Cause <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause you just mischaracterized his, you know what he did. So, and I think yeah. that's the danger. And I want us to, I do want us to dig back into that spittle me this episode. Y'all no, we will. We will. We had because to give the context of something that was not in context. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, so building up to that, I yeah. think that's where you start getting into the danger. And when you start exactly. looking at some of Charlemagne's questions, that's how this stuff starts to arise because you get misrepresented, Christianity and biblical narrative from the pulpit, from I'm using air quotes, but it's real from pastors, right? Right, and people do will say a lot. Already, the, the church is under enough enough fire and enough scrutiny. Pastors and clergy are under enough scrutiny for any further mischaracterization to be given. <laughs> yeah, to the yeah, church, yeah, right? yeah. So, so the ones who have a platform his size have right. to be a lot more responsible right. about how they. Write. So that's where I'm just saying when we start talking about some of Charlotte some of Charlemagne's comments, it makes sense why people would have those type of questions because of the way that the Bible and is stuff that's the danger of something, exactly. that, of something that like that that goes viral, right? Like, yep. like it's one thing you going in, like, I'm going to preach a sermon about God's grace, and I might say something. And, like, I went, I mean, there was a point where I went viral because mm-hmm. I told people to bring their ass to Jesus. Talk about For real? it! Yeah, bro. Why? Yeah. You was viral? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, we're going to have we're gonna have to go get back there and pull up that. Yeah, celebrity. Like. You got a celebrity. celebrity in the presence. I told the people to bring their ass to Jesus, and they got mad at me. <laughs> and all I was doing was reading the Bible, bro. <laughs> now, that was not a misrepresentation. And that was not an illustration. It was, that was verbatim. What but maybe this goes with what Charlemagne was saying. <laughs> maybe this proves his point. Yeah, that's so, a fair question. So, I mean, the question, so, so the, the danger of, you know, preachers going viral for something that may be inappropriate or complicated uh, is is Charlemagne's thing. So you go back and listen to the to the episode. What is it? Spittle me this. Spittle me this. And uh, from brilliant idiots. And Charlemagne goes in on uh, Mike Todd's piece about like why he why would why would he even you know do this in the sermon? So he goes. So Charlemagne knows the, the the story that he was trying to emulate, and he told the story, and then he said, "Well, this is why I believe." that the Bible is outdated. This is what I'm saying about the Bible. The Bible has a lot of outdated concepts, bro. The Bible has a lot of outdated concepts that, number one, you probably literally shouldn't do. And number two, just simply don't fly anymore in 2022. Uh, it's all about your journey. <laughs> we need the LeBron James version of the Bible, bro. Update it. And that was that was his first argument. Then he go. Then he went into, like, why, the, why we should get rid of the Bible because it's outdated, because it's misogynistic, it's racist, it's all these other things. All I'm simply saying is there's a lot of outdated concepts in the Bible. And nobody wants to have that discussion because nobody wants to have the conversation about, well, maybe, just maybe, this man-made piece of literature, maybe we don't need it. That conversation came out of the Mike Todd video. Yeah. Mm. And so when you hear, when I sent that to you and you read and you listened to it, what was your thoughts on on what Charlemagne was saying about the Bible is outdated. Yeah, I think because he talked about it from a perspective that the Bible, should we cancel the Bible, right? Yeah. In the cancel culture, should we cancel uh, the Bible? Yeah, yeah. Right? And my first thought was, okay, when you're talking about scriptural integrity, right, is there a way 
to, and I think this might be getting at the heart of, is there a way to provide updates to the way that the Bible is written or articulated that makes it make more accurate sense in our current context? Right. Right. And I think that's what people struggle with. Well, it can some of that be? And I think, I mean, yeah, I think there's some places in Scripture where more context or what that looks like in our modern context is necessary. Yeah. And I believe that's the job of true preaching. Right. Right? Yeah. But to do it accurately, that's yeah. what we're supposed to be trying and to do. that was a challenge because they handle, they handle biblical scholars, no preachers, no but the, But the thing is, yeah. when people have those conversations, ain't going to be no pastor always present. Right. No, you that's fair. That's, that's fair. So yeah. if the average person is having conversations about Scripture, they just going based off of what they heard, what they they experience mm. what they know, what they read off the internet. You know what I'm saying? Which is again goes back to what you just said, though. Like it's our responsibility to use the platform, not to spit on people, but to explain. Like <laughs> this is the scripture. This is what it meant back then. This is what it. This is how it can have some meaning now. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I know exactly what you mean. It's almost like so. Mike Todd was trying to illustrate this point, but it's kind of like so. Mike Todd. Let me just go ahead and say he sounds like he's a go big or go home kind of guy. He's bringing <laughs> he's bringing in boats and all this stuff. He's trying to really illustrate the point. I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. Sir. So so after this whole spit thing went viral, it seemed like it kind of backfired. But I if I do remember correctly, you guys said that he made he issued an apology video or something, yeah. but it didn't really sound that sincere. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> not gonna I'm not gonna judge the man's sincerity. I just sure. I just didn't like. How he made light of it, right? Okay, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, but but it was his brother that he spat on, so maybe that was a connection when just trying to make a joke about it. But again, like, I just I just think it puts us in a dangerous place, absolutely, where people can begin to not judge and, and critique Mike Todd, but then begin to facts critique religion. Exactly. Yeah, oh, <laughs> and that's what he wanted to get. Like, at. Yeah, because that kind of goes deeper than just Todd. Yeah. Now you're trying to critique, you know, a thousand thousands of years right. of theology and what we believe is truth. Yeah, and you got this guy whose name is whose self-proclaimed name is literally Charlemagne the God. Now he's trying to like get rid of the body. You know what I mean? He's trying to just get rid of it completely. You know what I mean? But uh so Mike, him doing that, like now Charlemagne said this, like yeah. Where's it going to go from here? Are more people going to be like, yeah, the Bible is whack. You know what yeah. I mean? Or are people going to be like, yeah. no, Charlemagne's whack. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. maybe maybe this is a big backfire on Mike Todd's part. Yeah, I think so. I mean, not just Mike Todd, but I think, I mean, to the body of Christ. Absolutely. Cause that, because but one of the things that uh, Charlemagne said in there was like, all the Christians was judging Todd, you know what I'm saying? Then, But the thing is, is like, we need spaces like what we're doing now and spaces we got to create, we got to begin to create spaces in a pulpit where we can, bring up these questions because to me, I, I'm not upset that Charlemagne will ask those questions. Right. We those can't. are legitimate questions. I agree with you. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That people have. And we, especially in the black church, don't question God. Don't question scripture. Mm. What the Bible says is what it is. It's like, <laughs> yeah, but why? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There is room for questions. And I think that that's fair. And to, even to hear them have that conversation, I think it does it helps peel the layers back up some stuff so that these type of conversations. Because you heard him say, well, Jesus spit in his eyes. Well, I heard the sermon before. I just, that's how I know about it. It's Charlotte. Right. I heard the sermon before. I wish we could play these audio clips. Well, yeah, maybe then, we can. I don't know. Right. And then you heard your boy say, well, what was in the, what was in the spit? <laughs> Did you hear him ask <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, what, what made Jesus' spit special, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, to yeah. where it was okay in that context. And then I'm thinking like, so yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Yeah. I mean, first of all, his DNA was divine. So yeah. maybe it was a, something that came out of the mouth of God. 
eye. Yeah, yeah. Came God. down into the earth. See, it didn't go straight to the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Something came out of the mouth of God and went yeah. down into the earth. Yeah. And it caused recreation. It caused, right, some restoration to sight. So, yeah, yeah, some preaching points that I think are accurate preaching points. I think it also does highlight a, a necessary critique. Yeah. Someone on the church, too. Yeah. Because when when the public platforms have accidentally bec- like become a, a platform for performative preaching, yeah. for the primary purpose, I feel my help, mm-hmm. <laughs> for the primary purpose of pulling profits, mm. right? And people are starting to already point the finger at that and say, oh, see, look, look, right. look. There go oh, them he's black selling preachers. a book. He uh, got an album coming. He got a, this. Pulling yeah. up at his, at his mega church. I mean, yeah. the biggest church probably on in his uh, $300,000 right. car or whatever. I see there go one of them performative preachers over there using his pulpit and his platform as a public, you know what I'm saying, right. for, for personal profit. Yeah. And, like, that, again, I think is – a necessary conversation. Right. Is that something that Christianity has become an industry mm-hmm. as opposed to scriptural teaching, right? Most definitely. <laughs> because it's in, I mean, that's a whole other conversation about the yeah. capitalistic piece about being sure. in America where it's like, you can't help but at some point, you know what I'm saying, in, in order for you to make it. But how do you balance that? Or how do you be like, you know, it's not even about that. It's about making sure people understand. But, but to your point about the critique piece, and I think that's what we, are afraid of doing sometimes, you know what I'm saying? As mm-hmm. believers is critiquing the Bible. Cause yeah. who are we That's an issue yeah. to critique the Bible? But I think a lot of times we do a lot of spiritualizing. Like we, we, we read the Bible to find out what is it, this sacred deep theological thing <laughs> that is being said mm. as opposed of just reading it as a story, mm-hmm. reading it as a product of a people. Like there you go. these are the Israelites. These are their stories. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. as my professor would say, like this is not, God saying it. This is what they say. Facts. God said. So how do you how do you balance the the literary versus the theological mm. and say, yo, this is this is a story that came out of a particular context yeah. that may not. You go through Leviticus, bro. Like this is that has nothing to do with us. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But that's <laughs> Pastor Jay, That's what I'm saying. To do that doesn't have anything to do with, with us in this current death. Yes, now bro. it's there as a historical record as part of the Torah that came out of their culture. What God yes. told them. All of that is necessary for us to know and understand. But see, you say right here in Leviticus, the slavery is justified, and that's where. <laughs> so to your point, like that's where more. That's where accurate teaching, because he said, yeah. well, maybe the Bible should, maybe, don't they think maybe they should have wrote it better then? Yeah. Come on, let's talk about that. Why every time we talk about the Bible, somebody says, no, you're misinterpreting it wrong. Maybe they should have wrote it better. It's like, well, no, don't you think maybe you should understand it better yeah. first? Yeah. The, what, yeah. You, we got access, like we saying, we can have critiques, but right. your critiques can't become, it, just a question of your critiques becomes an indictment on the yeah. word of God. Like, yeah. Like, yo, like Pastor Johnson says all the time, like, it's something wrong with your interpretation, Come right? On, man. But we got to teach that accurately, accurate interpretation of Scripture. And like you said, not just teach everything in there as the Word of God and what we be doing. Yeah, because everything in the everything that's biblical is not godly. Come on, uh-huh. Where the Those are the words uh-huh. of Dr. Yeah. Valerie Bridgman. Everything that is biblical is not godly. Mm. There's genocide in the Bible. You know what I'm saying? There's a father trying to give up his daughter so he can protect angels in the Bible. Mm. There's violence in the Bible. There's rape in the Bible. 
Like, it, the Bible is rated R. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not going into the Bible and saying, I'm going to no. literally do everything that's in here. <laughs> right. well, I'll be in jail somewhere, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 25 to life. <laughs> exactly. All because I was doing what the Bible told me to do. <laughs> and and my thing, too, like, you think we the first ones to want to cancel Jesus? <laughs> right. They don't realize the culture he was in was trying to cancel yeah. him, right? They were trying to cancel him, bro. So I'm not surprised that, yeah, the culture going to want to cancel Jesus. But like you saying, man, like that's not, we. <laughs> it's not, but just because it's in there don't mean God wants us to so do sad. it. This is where we got to bring our interpretation, trying to get some understanding. I'm going to sit under a preacher that know what they talking about. Like, I'm not just going to be fine and listening to everybody that got a pastor in front of their name. Like that, just because I got a pastor in front of their name don't mean I know what they talking about. How do we put the text <laughs> in the proper context so that we can know what is, what is it? What does a, 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 a verse of scripture mean that was written centuries ago mm-hmm. out of a whole nother culture, out of a whole nother group of people, out of a whole nother context, out of a whole understanding of society, of mm-hmm. family, of life, of work? How do I apply all of that to 2022 in America? Yeah, that's a fair. That's a very, very Because good when Paul was writing to Timothy, he was not thinking about Eastern Star Church. Yeah. <laughs> right. In, 20, in 2022. 2022. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. I mean, that's, and I think that's, um, that's something we have to continue to talk about. It's something right. we have to continue to make sure is understood, right? Even the slavery stuff and some of the rest yeah. of that you brought up. Like all gotta, that comes <laughs> into context when you talk about America. Exactly right. America slavery, it's, there was no other form of slavery like that ever. Ever. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you talking about a time like that, like when they would, you know, they would have their wars or whatever would right. happen. They would take, you know, let's say they was prisoners you know, there of wars. Prisoner of, yeah. of war. Like, all right, in order for us to maintain culturally your identity is my people, hey, I know this is part of the, the way life is working right now. Y'all got some prisoners of war with y'all. Here's how y'all need to treat them. This is what yeah. you ought to do with them. Hey, if this happens and then it was literally governing a culture that right. So Keep that culture and those things in that context, yeah. right? Yeah. Don't just pull them up and then put drop in our context. Like, oh, cancel right. him. That's what they did but to the, Dr. Seuss. No, exactly, <laughs> exactly, bro. And that's what that's what they were saying on the uh, on the brilliant idiots. I think Schultz was like, bro, don't be going back and reading Jesus' old tweets. Exactly, reading Schultz's old tweets. Two thousand years later. Yeah, but I'm saying, but even in the but the point of what we believe as Christians, what we believe as you know, as as we believe that Christ is the Messiah is that the truth of God is found in these ancient texts. Mm. The truth of God. So we can argue all day if if it really if the donkey really spoke, we can argue about the creation story of God really if if it really happened this way, did the snake really speak? All we can we can argue all day about did these things literally happen. Yeah. Or we could take some time to discover what is the truth that is trying to be revealed within J. the stories. Yeah, man. You know nah, what I'm saying? Facts. Yeah. And then as we try to, you know, as a preacher, what Mike Todd is going through, we as preachers have to be okay with our art being critiqued. Mm-hmm. That's good. Once we put it out publicly. Yes, sir. It's like any other thing. It's like an album. Absolutely. There's going to be an album review. Yep. There's going to be a film review. <laughs> it's like, And so it's, to me, sermon is an art like every other art form. And all art forms are critiqued. If you go to a museum, an art museum, somebody's going to be looking at a painting for three hours and trying to figure out what does this mean and review it. Same thing is going to happen, and it is happening with sermons, especially in today's context where everything is happening online, social media, what people say on Twitter is true. We got to be open to <laughs> to uh, to critiquing. Yeah, yeah. And I like how Zach said earlier, man, we were talking about it, and he was like, listen, however you chalk it up, this dude is a young preacher 
that is very, very skilled at what he does, right? You ain't yeah. got to like it. Some people don't like his styles. He do the most. He too extra. They just, it's, he ain't they ain't style. He ain't they style. But at the same time, you are talking about a, a person who's learning how to steward his influence. Right. Right? And you have to say. That blew up overnight. I mean, it blew up. It blew up. So, I mean, it's going to bring in, like you said, the critiques about sermons. It's that much more eyes on it and all of that. So, but I like what you're saying, man. We do. We got to recognize that and still give people grace while we also critique the body, allow the culture to bring critiques on what's happening in the church and uh, all of the rest of that. So, yeah. yeah and I, I, let me chime in for a second. Yeah, I love how you guys are just unpacking all that, too, because somebody who's an outsider of the church can eat. What's the first thing they're going to say? Oh, the Bible has slavery. Right. The Bible, what does the Bible say about homosexuals? And, you know, yep. what I mean, just everything. Exactly. They're, yep. they're, and it's like God created us. He, he created, you know, he, he knew exactly what he was doing when he created us. Like, this is in our, this is in human nature, too. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, like, yep. what you guys said, like, it's meant there for, like, it, to teach and you to interpret. You know what I mean? And yep. somebody was like, what about this? What about this? Like, you're, you're not getting the point here. Like, yeah, you're trying to point out all the bad. You yeah. know what I mean? When really you need to focus on the message that it's trying to give. Nah, so. that's good. And it's a reflection of human sure. experience. Exactly. We lived it, We live in this mm. life, bro. Hey, there's nothing going to be perfect. Mm. Never. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What if the Bible was like everything perfectly good? <laughs> there was no killing, no robbery, right, no nothing right. in it. It was just a perfect book. Like, bro, that would be a turnoff because it ain't real. Right. Exactly right. It's don't represent real life yeah. in the fallen age like, of humanity. I can't see me Moses killed somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. David, you know, committed adultery and killed somebody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Paul was killing Christians. So it's like, I can find my own sin in these characters as in the story and say, yo, if God can use somebody like David. Yeah. And I'm cool. You said it earlier, bro. You said the Bible rated R, y'all. And it y'all is. Be, y'all be staying watching rated R movies and rated R everything <laughs> anyway. My exactly. life rated R. What about y'all? We got some rated R lives. Facts, bro. <laughs> Our life R. is rated Facts. R, bro. Facts, bro. The thoughts that we think are rated R, bro. Like, I need something that can relate to my sinful self. That's fact. So That's I'm true. Turn, yeah, I need the Bible. Charlamagne, yeah. man, I need it. But I can keep it. I, I need that mug. Mm. And I'm going to rock with it. All right, thank y'all for tuning in to the Upper Room Podcast. We're going to do our best to make sure that you get the content that you need for the spiritual nourishment that is required to live on earth. Yo, make sure y'all subscribe and come help <laughs> us to continue to push this message out. Yes, yeah, subscribe, like, rate. What else do they need to do? Is that it? Nope. Pray. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and until then, we'll see y'all next time in the Upper Room. Peace.